0: And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton, and it is week two in Ivy League football. We had a really exciting week one, especially that TV game on Friday night. That was absolutely fantastic. So we're going to take a look at week two here. You guys, go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. TomBartonSports.com. I'm absolutely crushing, crushing it this year. I am... uh, uh, sitting here in the NFL, I guys that, that love that kind of stuff. Look, sitting here in the NFL with one loss <laughs> through two weeks, okay? Five and one after two weeks. College football, I haven't lost since week one. I, I'm just dominating, dominating over there at TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out, Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube as well. And you guys could check me out, Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, at TomBartonSports and TomBartonSports at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. All right. Let's get into the Ivy League schedule this week. All of the games are going to be on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be starting. or They're all going to be afternoon games as well, starting at 1230, and the last one kicks off at 3 p.m. So they're all going to be Saturday afternoon games. Let's go. Harvard and Brown, we have an Ivy League against Ivy League game right away early on in the season. Harvard with an exciting win. Harvard did a lot of good things, but there are some concerns here. Now, Borgette, or ran it for 20 carries, 127 yards, two touchdowns. That was fantastic. The Harvard Crimson's defense that we thought was just going to be absolutely stout this year, I was pinning them as, as just, look, that defense, right? They were going to be that number one defense. They held Merrimack to negative 26 yards rushing. You're not running on them. Negative 26 yards rushing. You're just flat out not running on this defense. But here's the problem area. Merrimack was in charge in a lot of this game, or at least it was close, but they had the lead in a lot of this game. They were able to throw all over Harvard. They threw it for 309 yards. So no, they couldn't run. And they realized they couldn't run, so they just decided to start throwing it all over. This is not a Harvard team that we're used to not being able to get pressure on the quarterback, and it seemed like they had all kinds of problems. Now they go into Brown. Brown, where Wilcox is coming off of a 26-39 performance for 356 and three touchdowns. Walker had 116 yards and two touchdowns. They are going to throw the ball. This is a bad matchup for Harvard, right? I mean, look, Harvard should be the team here, right? They should be the team to win. Their defense should step up. We know you have to eventually run the ball, which no nobody can. But this is a concerning situation for Harvard only because we watched them get passed all over last week. Now, you can argue that that Bryant is terrible, okay? And Bryant let up, uh, I mean, I, I know the game went into overtime. Bryant has let up 37 to FIU. They let up uh, 38, I'm sorry, to FIU. 35 to Rhode Island, now 44 to Brown. Their defense is bad, and you can throw all day on them. But Wilcox looked good back there. And Wilcox looked comfortable back there. If Harvard allows Wilcox to look comfortable in that pocket, this is going to be a long day for Harvard. And it's... Not going to be a comeback kind of day because I think that Brown can pass the ball better than Merrimack coming in. So this is a scary game for the Crimson. I think that they win, okay? But it's not going to be as easy as people think because of that passing defense. Uh, we talk about Harvard's defense and negative 26 yards rushing is all anyone's going to talk about because they got the win. But if they got the loss, we'd be talking about the 300 yards passing. Especially in a game that the, the, the Merrimack didn't have to pass. All right, Columbia, Georgetown. Columbia's 1-0. They got a couple of nice things. Look, Georgetown's a 1-2 a and two team. They're a dangerous team, though. They can do a couple of things interesting. Look, they beat up a Marist team. They played really well with a Lehigh team. Then they just got slaughtered by Monmouth. Monmouth is, is a good team, so I'm not reading too much into that, but it is their lack of offense. Georgetown has problems scoring. Now, their starting quarterback, Holly, does have 643 yards. But remember, albeit 643 yards in games where they were behind, and that's three games, right? I mean, so you, you have to look at that. Columbia comes in. They're not supposed to be anything special this year. We get it. But, hey, look, right away, 38-3 drubbing of Marist right off the bat. Don't tell me that Columbia didn't have a good game. Yeah, they absolutely did. And they ran the ball. I mean, that, that's what they did. They only threw it for 144 yards. Uh, although albeit with two touchdowns, 16 carries, 103 for Georgie, and they were able to keep the ball on the ground and run it. I think that that's going to be the approach here against Georgetown. Here is a winnable game, though. It's a winnable road game for Columbia. I know it's the second game of the year, and I know it's on the road. I know Columbia wasn't supposed to be anything special, but this is a winnable game because I am not impressed with Georgetown's offense at all. And look, Columbia's defense played well last week. I don't care who it's against. They played well. Lafayette against Penn, Penn at home. Penn looked pretty good again, one and O. Penn beat a good Colgate team. And make no mistake, Colgate might not be what they were last year, okay? Or even for the last few years, uh, because they got drubbed by Stanford. I'm not making anything out of that. Look, they did beat a main team, and that's supposed to be a better defensive main team. Colgate's having problems scoring the ball. And this is a spot where you look at it and you go, okay. Penn was able to do it again. And, and handle that defense. So the Penn defense is going to kind of have to lead the day here. Well, can they get it done against Lafayette? You look at Lafayette, and, uh, you know, they, they have gotten nothing done. I mean, literally nothing done. They won 6 nothing against Sacred Heart. They put up 14 against Temple and 7 against William & Mary. Guys, uh, this is a team that is, is averaging less than a touchdown a game this is a perfect opponent for Penn to come in and absolutely slam down the defense. This looks like a game that is going to be a massively low scoring game. It's going to be a run first game all day long. There's a chance that there could be some showers in the forecast for this game. And, and while the winds won't be there, this is that under kind of game. This is that running type of team. This is that ball control offense, but it fits in perfectly where, where Harvard has a tough matchup against Brown because of the deficiencies that we saw for Harvard and what Brown does well. This is a perfect matchup for Penn to come in with a struggling offense in Lafayette and leaning on their defense. How about Yale against Cornell? This one's at two o'clock, and Yale is 0 1 on the season. You can't read too much into just one game. Holy Cross is a good team. Holy Cross is a, a very good team this year, as a matter of fact. They are 3 0 on the season. Yale could not get anything done through the end. When I say couldn't get anything, they didn't didn't throw for 100 yards. I mean, they they didn't throw for 100. Not that they got anything going on the ground either with 58 yards. They couldn't get anything going offensively whatsoever. Yale was bogged down the entire game. Yale was trying to come from behind the entire game. They had 300 total yards. Holy Cross put up 571 guys, and they rushed the ball for 253 yards. Holy Cross had their way with Yale. I can't make too much about this game, though, because of what I think about Holy Cross. Holy Cross is a good team. They are a good team. And it was a road game. Now you go and you take on Cornell. Yale is the superior team to Cornell coming into this game. And Cornell, you know, goes out there and they beat up on VMI. And they get their win. Nice road win, by the way. Ivy's had a great week. A great week, by the way. But you go on the road. I think that the Yale Bulldogs kind of correct themselves here. It is a road game, so it's tough. But I think they have to. Dartmouth, Sacred Heart, Dartmouth, they're 1-0, another win there. Dartmouth is supposed to be the class of this conference, and their offense, you know, has to do just enough because their defense is going to be fantastic. They held Valpo to just 13 points in that game. We did speak about that last week. They went 35-13. to They just absolutely destroyed them. You know, 27 first downs to 16. Valpo had 263 total yards, 74 yards rushing, a tremendous performance defensively, and this is what we expect out of Dartmouth. We expect that defense to rule the day. We expect that defense to be the class of this conference. Sacred Heart, meanwhile, they've played three games, and you start looking at at their 1-2 and record. Well, we talked about Lafayette shut them out. They scored 14 against Central Connecticut and 9 against Morgan State. Here's another absolute game that falls into what Dartmouth wants to do. Dartmouth and Penn, both of these teams want to play by defense. Both of them have very struggling offenses. Dartmouth should win this game going away and should absolutely Flex their defensive muscles. Lehigh-Princeton is the last game here. Princeton, another win last week. That's 1-0 for them as well, and another win in the Ivies, I should say. Uh, They beat up on Stetson 39-14 on the road. And Princeton is that team that people are looking at. A lot of people in the Ivy League community looked at this Princeton team and said, yeah, sure, look, this is going to be one of those top teams. Um, You look at Perry from Lehigh, he's got 552 yards and four touchdowns, but that's through three games. So, again, I'm not overly impressed. Well, Lehigh does as well. Yeah, they lost to Villanova, and Villanova is a very good team, 45-17. And then they lost to Georgetown, and they couldn't get anything going. 17 points, 21 points against Georgetown in a win, and then six points against Richmond. Here we go, another defensive game plan for Princeton. But Princeton's more of an offensive team. I think that Princeton shouldn't have any trouble at home here. I don't know if they're going to go to the air early and often, but they absolutely should own this game. You look at what the Ivies did last week. Princeton with a win. Dartmouth with a win. Cornell with a win. Penn with a win. Columbia with a win. Brown with a win. Harvard with a win. Everybody got on the board except for Yale, who I expect to correct things this week. So it was a real good week for the Ivies last week. Going into this week, you know, I I think that there are some dangerous situations for like a Harvard, but I expect huge defenses to be played this week. I think that it's going to be low-scoring games, lots of running, lots of defense. Hey, that's how I like my football, So that's what I'm expecting this week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Enjoy week number two in the Ivy Leagues. I'm Tom Barton from TomBartonsports.com. Go check me out, TomBartonsports, over on YouTube. Have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.